it's an absolute win-win isn't it do good things be kind and it comes back to you tenfold so there's so many reasons to get involved in this kind of work Hello, I'm James Marriott and welcome to the Unlimited podcast, Connecting Business Across South Yorkshire. This month, we're exploring something quite special and unique in Sheffield that you might not even know about. Sheffield Business Together is a scheme aiming to connect charities and organisations in need with businesses who can help them. It's already helped dozens, including some amazing projects at local schools, which we'll hear about with our guests, Louisa and Caroline, in just a moment. Now, the Unlimited podcast is hosted by Captivate.fm, the easiest way to create and distribute your podcast, and it's produced and edited by Sound Media. Visit wearesoundmedia.com. If you'd like to find out how a podcast can help your business to grow, then we can help you do that. Drop me a line, james at unlimitedbusiness.com. That's james at unltdbusiness.com. First, though, let's find out about Sheffield Business Together. Hi, my name is Louisa Harrison Walker. I'm the founder of an SME in Sheffield called Benchmark, which is an employment agency, and I am the executive director at the Sheffield Chamber of Commerce. Hi, I'm Carolyn McConnell. I'm a secondment to business in the community, and um, I've helped establish and run Sheffield Business together. Uh, I'm looking forward to finding out more about Sheffield Business together. So, tell me what it is. Okay, so Sheffield Business Together, um, at its essence, is a consortium of private sector employers that have come together um, to help charities that tackle key social issues in, in Sheffield. So it's effectively a brokerage. So the charities come to Sheffield Business Together and say, this is what I need. And Sheffield Business Together helps find businesses that can match that need. Sounds interesting. It sounds very um almost unique actually. Carolyn, tell me a bit about the background and how this actually came to to be. As part of my secondment, um, I was asked to look at what the key needs are in Sheffield and then create strategic partnerships to meet those needs. And um, talking to some key businesses in the city, it became really apparent that businesses in Sheffield have really got a heart and we've got a proud history of philanthropy. But the giving to charities and to schools in educational outreach, it were more through personal connection and serendipity or affinity. And um, I think some of the key businesses who um, founded Sheffield Business Together realised we needed to meet the challenges in Sheffield, we needed a more strategic approach to sharing resources. So tell me a little bit about kind of the, the roots then and, and, and when and uh, how it started. We launched in March 2019 and the founding members who form our steering board were Arm, Arup, Henry Boot, John Lewis, Erwin Mitchell, Benchmark, Sheffield Hallam University, University of Sheffield and supported by our voluntary sector partners, Voluntary Action Sheffield, Business in the Community and South Yorkshire's Community Foundation. Obviously, there's been plenty happen in the time since then. It's been a, a weird time for, for, for everyone, and obviously business has, has kind of been through it in the same way that we all have. What success stories have you had in that time? Well, through our key campaigns, um, which are, uh, as Lewis said, 
uh, connecting businesses with the voluntary sector um, to help them not just survive but thrive and um, our social mobility campaign which is um, to connect schools and colleges with um, businesses to do educational outreach to raise attainment aspiration and um, uh, job readiness. We, we've, we've probably done over 45, 46 in- interventions around social mobility. We've took kids into DWP Digital to show them how we develop digital applications using Agile. Henry Boo have done loads around, you know, introducing them to the roles within construction. We've done mock interviews. We had 30 mentors helping kids um, who were maybe uh, falling behind a little bit at school. We've done CV writing, a, a massive range of things because... All the evidence shows that if children have four or more encounters with an employer, they're 84% less likely to become not in employment, education or training. So employers have got a massive role around this agenda. You know, as, as Carolyn says, one of the areas that we work in is the education side. So there's four pillars that we do work in. So education um, and environment social mobility and voluntary sector sustainability so in the education side i find that stat really interesting that four or more encounters will make you 84 percent less likely to be a neat and sheffield in the rankings is currently 121 out of 151 is it so we we don't rank very well for neats. We have a lot of people in this region that are not in employment, education, or training. Right. So that work that we're doing in, in schools there, and I think it's important to state that when Carolyn was looking at where the key social issues are, we mapped the schools that have the lowest levels of employer engagement. So it's really targeted. So the schools that we're working with are the schools that we're not managing to have four or more employer engagements. So... I think that's that's really key, isn't it? Um, in the environmental theme, one that, that um, the listeners might have seen is Hunter's Bar School. You might have noticed if you drive past Hunter's Bar School now, there's a fence around, a green fence around it. Um, and that was done in our environmental pillar because it was recognised that the children at that school were being exposed to quite dangerous levels of pollution. Mm. So with some really clever university students, they sort of did the emissions to air testing, didn't they? And then with the, the we're very grateful to have Henry Boot and Arup involved um, in that work Um, yeah they built this brilliant green fence which has reduced the pollution levels and I think you'll probably be able to tell me Carolyn the the amount of resource was about 50k's worth of of project resource wasn't it that they donated to get that done it was such a fantastic example of collaboration Mm. because it not just involved a school they engaged the local community they brought us us in they've probably been looking to do this for about a year but we supercharged it because what we did is brought in the businesses so Arup did all the structural engineering work and reboot did the groundwork the businesses bought the plants the businesses came in and planted the plants we had a massive loan for the BBC and I think there were over 70 businesses involved mm. um, with probably a leverage value of over £75,000 mm. for that project and 
the benefits to that school, you start with one thing because it were all about air pollution, but they've got a sensory garden now for the SEND kids. They've raised um, awareness around the environment and sustainability. And we would really love to scale that project, but then COVID hit. But we have got 10 more schools on our hit list where we know that they've got high pollution levels that we would eventually, like when they're in a position and they've recovered from COVID, uh, and learning we would really like to do more of that that's it yeah because they've had other priorities haven't they in the last 12 18 months poor schools they've been all all things to all men haven't they but yeah that's that i think that's a great example of of you know the power of collaboration it sounds like really really important stuff that that, that you're doing here and it also kind of sounds like everyone kind of wins that's involved with it obviously it's, it's brilliant particularly the school stuff that you mentioned there is is so important for for the kids and for their for their health brilliant for for businesses to be able to get involved and give something um, and give something back as well um where are things at right now then with the 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 project where are you at in terms of number char- number of charities that you've got needing help number of businesses that you've got on, on board where are you where's your kind of need at the moment as Carolyn said, when we launched in March, that was with the original founding members, and it quickly became apparent that we had more requests for help than we had people available to help. So Carolyn and I have known each other for a number of years. We trusted each other. We began conversations. Um, I'd been around the chamber for a number of years, and I'd just moved into post um, as an executive director alongside my job share, Alexis. Um, so we met and had a conversation about how do we get to more business how do we ask more businesses for help so we formed a strategic partnership that launched in June of this year where Sheffield Business Together has basically joined the chamber family so now instead of only asking sort of 10 businesses we're now able to ask a thousand businesses so that was June what we in now October Um, so we're fairly early on in that relationship and it's it's really clear isn't it Carolyn that there's such demand from the voluntary and charity sector for the need for like resource and help and so we're just triaging we're triaging a lot of requests at the moment Mm -hmm. what we actually need are more businesses to come forward with either time or resources or money because you know um we have to fund posts we have to fund people to be able to provide this brokerage um so you know we've got our original founding members and there are a few other spaces for on our steering advisory group for other businesses that might want to um step up and financially support us so i would really like to encourage anybody listening that thinks that might be something they might be able to do to have a conversation with myself or carolyn but i'll 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 let carolyn just explain a bit about sort of the typical requests that we get so that businesses can can work out whether that might be something they might be able to assist with yeah we hadn't really touched on the um, voluntary sector sustainability or social action agenda because we get lots of requests from charities for help and Sheffield Business Together has never been uh, transactional in that it's about money. It's about developing a relationship with a business. And it's about businesses looking at the skills. They've got lots of professional expertise they can share. So it might seem like a little thing having a marketing strategy, but a charity who needs a marketing strategy and ain't got the funds to um, you know, get some expertise in. Uh, if we can connect them with a business who can do that pro bono, that's a massive help to that charity. So our focus has been around sharing of skills and resources. An example of a local business, Forge Bakehouse, 
They have got a giving back scheme and we managed to connect them with a social supermarket at St Mary's and they provided them with bread and pastries. And so that were a way of them giving back to the community but uh, and helping that charity. But we've had lots of skills exchanges from um, data collection app. I think Arm did that for a charity called Time Builders. Um, Arup have sent a ventilation engineer to help the Green Circus when they were looking at the ventilation requirements during COVID. Erwin Mitchell have helped with graphic design at Roundabout, which is a homeless charity, and Twinkle in the city give over 500 books last year to community partners. So there's lots and lots of ways that businesses can get involved. And what we do on Sheffield Business Together, you know, there's no doubt that businesses do realise that there's a moral argument for being a responsible business, but there's also business benefits to getting involved because people no longer just want to work for a, a business who turns a profit. You know, I think Lou had an experience where she was interviewing somebody and they asked you yeah it's true now i'd say it's an interesting time covid has been an interesting period of reflection for a lot of people and i think it's made people think carefully about where they spend their energy where they spend their time who they work for and potential employees and applicants and candidates care that the business that they work for cares and that they put the money where the mouth is in terms of you know corporate social responsibility so we are getting asked that now you know the the guys at Benchmark are telling me that people are asking about, you know, what kind of CSR activity the businesses that they're going forward to interview are, are involved in. So I think, as you say, Carolyn, you know, there's a moral imperative to do it because it's good for the city. But it's as a staff attraction and retention piece, it's really important. But also, you know, there's the opportunity for encouraging your employees to be trustees of charities, which is a professional development opportunity. So, you know, it's an absolute win-win, isn't it? Do good things, be kind, and it comes back to you tenfold. So, um, yeah, there's, there's so many reasons to get involved in this kind of work. And I think um, Henry Boot spoke at an event yesterday about the be- benefits to their business. Um, and what we find is with the social mobility and educational outreach, you know, it, it is a quid pro quo because businesses can develop a talent pipeline with those schools. It exposes their people to a different sector. Um, a lot of people like working with kids, so it, there's a feel-good factor there. But there's also a, a development aspect to it. Um, if you're doing a mock interview and you're not really exper- that experienced interview, it gives you a chance to hone your skills. So I think there is a lot of benefits to businesses for getting involved. Definitely, and being, being aware of the Social Value Act that's coming in, which is where businesses will need to evidence the social value that they add if they're tendering for, you know, large-scale projects or public sector contracts so working with somebody like Sheffield Business Together gives businesses the opportunity I suppose it's almost to fast track that rather than have to try and find projects themselves and resource them themselves and organize them themselves you come to Sheffield Business Together and they can help ensure that you know you do a program of work that's beneficial to the charity beneficial to your employees and ultimately is is beneficial to your organization and helps you evidence those outcomes that, that you need to evidence you know to win that work. Interesting hearing uh, what you've been doing involving schools. So, um, how do you how do you focus that that outreach within education? 
it was obvious businesses were doing lots in terms of supporting schools but again there were um, not that focus um, so what we did is we partnered with South Yorkshire Futures and Careers and Enterprise Company and we looked at the indices of multiple deprivation we looked at the social mobility map in Sheffield and we asked a number of schools and colleges if they wanted to develop a deep partnership um, and that was so the outreach we did was focused and it was impactful we were going into schools where it were needed most so we ended up developing a relationship with Longley College, Springs Academy, and we've just recently onboarded Fervale Park Academy, and uh, we're going to be onboarding Chief Training. So let's say there's someone listening now that thinks, yep, I'm sold. This is something that I need to get involved in. What's the next step for them? What do they need to do? Well, there's, there's two things they can do. They can go to the Chamber website, so the Sheffield Chamber of Commerce website, and you'll find some information about Sheffield Business Together on there. Or they can email directly to Sheffield Business Together, which is sbt at vas, vas.org.uk. So yeah, if they're a business that um, would like to find out more, just drop an email there or have a look on the Chamber website. Um, you can find myself and Carolyn on LinkedIn as well um, and just have a conversation with us and we'll, um, you know, ha- talk about what the next steps are and just do our best to try and get them involved in a way that you know helps everybody and what's um this is probably a question to both of you what's your kind of your vision as we come towards 2022 hopefully a year with uh, a bit more certainty and less um disruption than the last couple what's your kind of vision for sheffield business together what would you what, what are some of the things you'd like to see happen well i think there is a chance to build back better and um, I think COVID um, has shone a spotlight and created the inequalities in our society, but in a, in a way, it's shone a spotlight on them. And I think we're uniquely placed in Sheffield Business Together. We've got a relationship across all sectors, and I think we're uniquely placed to bring those sectors together. But as Lou said, we want more businesses. We've got massive demand for what we do. We need more businesses, but we also need people to fund us as well, my secondment, I'm on secondment, um, and that won't last forever. But yeah, we just need people to come support us, get involved. I think my hope for next year, I think we mustn't waste the pandemic. You know, we must galvanise on the goodwill. You know, it was all so dramatic, wasn't it? We were all sat at our desks and then within two weeks, everything was shut. and We were all sat at home and locked in our houses and it was all, you know, <laughs> quite, quite strange. But what I found extremely heartwarming was just how much the community, and when I say the community, that, that that's everybody, isn't it? That's, you know, in your locality and, and the business community, how everybody just stepped up. And, you know, you got the little slip through your door, the mutual aid slip with a phone number on of, if you need medicines, I'll help you get those. And I think it brought out the best in people. It really did. And it made us recognise that it's almost like if it is to be, it's up to me. And if we're going to uh, build back better, then we all need to come together to do that. So I think there's been a really great wave and willingness for people to want to help. So I think, yeah, my vision for next year is that that is galvanized and um, and structured in a way that it's, um, it goes to really good use. Because I think people have always wanted to help and people have done their little bits, to your point earlier, Carolyn, about people operating in silos. This enables us to target that help to where it will have the most impact. So for me, it's about it being 
institutionalized and that's one of the reasons why we wanted to bring it into the chamber family you know the chamber's been around 150 years hopefully it'll be around for another 150 years so for me it's about cementing it into that institution so that it has a legacy and that it lives on past uh, carolyn myself paul martin you know and all the original founders and that in 150 years time you'd like to think that charities won't need this level of support then but you never know so it's better better to be prepared just in case <laughs> Brilliant. Well, um, already doing some fantastic work, and um, I, I, you know, hopefully after this we can get some more businesses and people involved and, and help you move it to um, to that next level. So, thank you for your time today, and the very best of luck for the future with um, Sheffield Business Together. Thank you. Lovely to talk to you. You know, I've got to say, I love the premise of Sheffield Business Together. It's something that's so simple, yet just so effective. Really looking forward to seeing what things they can make happen in the coming months and years. Now, as we speak right now, we're just a few weeks away from the return of the Sheffield Business Awards on Thursday, the 9th of December. Next month's podcast will be a special episode from the awards night itself. I'd better go and start doing my hair, I think. Thank you for your company today. We're always open to your feedback and ideas for future episodes, so please do get in touch. The Unlimited podcast is hosted by Captivate.fm, the easiest way to create and distribute your podcast. And it's presented and produced by me, James Marriott, for Sound Media. Find out more at wearesoundmedia.com. And a reminder, if you'd like to find out more about creating a podcast for your business, please get in touch, james at unltdbusiness.com. James at unlimitedbusiness.com. Catch up with the current issue of the magazine if you haven't already at unlimitedbusiness.com or keep an eye out for a copy in places right around South Yorkshire. Take care and we'll see you next month.